Hello and welcome back to another episode of Blank Explained to You. Uh, I'm Wes, I'm your host. I'm Drew, I'm the other host. And we have two special guests again. You guys might recognize them from a previous episode, but we have... Uh... Kaylee. <laughs> She's eating some food right now, so it's a little... And uh, Sawyer. We got uh, Kaylee and Sawyer here with us again, thankfully. I don't know why I always say thankfully. Um, but today we're going to be talking about um, theater and drama... Um, and kind of explaining a little bit about what goes into that. Um, we all have, that's where Sawyer, Kaylee, and I all met. Um, and then Drew also did that with us later on. Um, but Drew and I were friends before. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, we're just, I don't know. I, I guess get the ball rolling. Um, we all met, the three of us met on a show called Somewhat True Tale of Robin Hood um, at a local community theater uh, here in town. Um, and sort of every, the way that theater worked, um, was each year, kind of same as similar to the school year, they had like a season, um, they'd have about five adult shows and three youth shows, um, and so my family were, all my siblings and I did it together, and we lived about 30 minutes away from the theater, so we would only do, uh, one youth show a year, um, so we would come in, usually on the February, uh, show, which was that Robin Hood show, and we did one about once a year with everyone. Um, so we all, I think, kind of after the first couple shows, realized that that was our that time frame was our best time frame to hang out and see each other. So we'd always make sure to do that show together. And um, to uh, to give a perspective on our uh, local theater, when can I say your last name? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, when the Allens, um, Wes and his brothers came, this was big for our theater. <laughs> Males coming to perform we were like floored with these boys we were like oh my gosh there's guys four in one family (laughs) we thought that was all and we were like what hit the jackpot jackpot the jackpot the jetpack so i don't know if kaylee remembers but like i remember us being like nervous to talk to them like we were like oh my gosh there's guys that are gonna be at our show like it was so exciting well, seeing as one is your future husband, I can see how that would be. I was very uh, excited. Pretty nervous to talk to me for yeah. the first time. I don't really remember anything about that show until until Tech Week when we were all backstage. I, honestly, that show, I don't Communing. remember. I don't remember anything about that show. Um, and I guess, so that was just, that was the first time we met and we would always kind of do stuff together. And I think the cool part for us, um, cool part for us was the fact that it was always the same people each time around for the, Main part, and I'm sure we were a little bit um, exclusive, exclusive of a group of people, and um, but we we were good friends. We'd always do the show together, and um, after what maybe the third or fourth show, we started hanging out outside of theater. We were actual friends. We were we were actually friends, not just one quick story that I just feel the need to put out into the universe. Me and Kaylee actually met earlier on a show, so we like knew each other vaguely before, and I'll never forget. Do you know where this is going? I think so. I'll never forget seeing Kaylee at one of our local schools. I was doing tutoring and like I waved to her and she did not think it was me. <laughs> and this was like, we didn't know each other for like three or four years. What, you, didn't it think was, it, you didn't think it was or you didn't know it, like you didn't recognize her? It was a weird setting. It was a weird setting. It, I think it was, I, I didn't expect her to be there. So I just like, my brain didn't see like... Like looking back, I knew it was her, but, but I just, I just don't, like I just don't think I expected to see her there. Yeah, we were at like and two so ends of a classroom, like, and like weren't intentionally there at the same time. But it's just a funny yeah. story that I always remember 
of Kaylee. But yeah, so we knew each other like before. I'm, it's okay. Kaylee. How many shows do you guys do <laughs> together? Or how uh, many shows did you do before uh, Robin Hood? Well, I know best best Christmas pageant we is like the main one that pops yeah. up. We did together Maybe like two or three. Yeah, but I was just say like two outside, just personally. Oh, personally, a decent amount. I started in kindergarten, yeah. so I don't know when Robin Hood was, but we like. 10 or 11 10 or 11 so i guess yeah we've done a few by then yeah so they were they were they were uh, old hats a bunch of males came in and pretty much got main parts and everything because if you're a guy you get a main part in theater um but um so i guess continuing on just i just want to get through kind of the story of sorry what what we did no i'm just saying like (laughs) before we go into like what theater is and everything just our experience in theater um about well maybe two or so years later two or three years later um my brother and i john were are very are very good friends not were uh with drew um we played soccer with him hung out with him outside of that and stuff and probably our only friend nada pretty much um and we uh, hey drew you should come do this theater thing with us it's a lot of fun and people are cool um and so drew kind of came along too and did stuff with us at that point I think you hung out with our group outside of that a few times before as well, doing a show. Yeah, maybe like once. Yeah, and then and that's how Drew kind of hung out with us and stuff and got in into the exclusive group. Um, but then after that, um, kind of you know we all people graduated everything, and I'm probably the only one that's still kind of stuck around. I guess um, I do a lot of theater stuff still to this day. Um, not and not that you guys hate theater, it's just. They moved to less accessible. Less, yeah, and for me, it's pretty. And you do stuff at the same theater that you did before, right? And I know people there, and they know me, and they like me, so it's easy for me to just keep doing it. Um, we also just again a little bit more, a little backstory. We, I guess, I wrote a show <laughs> that they helped Plugging you guys yourself already. I know, a work in progress. <laughs> we were part of it. There, and well, that's from getting there. The four of us came up with the story, right? And Wes yeah. wrote it. Me and Kaylee did more editing than yes, possible. I was. A bit of a menace, but I was in it. It was a bit <laughs> of a menace. So, so and then menace. and then um, uh, we I wrote it with help from they get we got we kind of sat down together as a group that same group of friends and like I said hey I want to write a show because I was supposed to direct a show my first time directing um and it got canceled due to COVID um so the theater said oh you know either you can push it back and try and do the same show or you can find a different one it's up to you so I said hey can I write a show it'd be free to do and if you know anything about community theater theaters. If it's free, they'll let you do it. <laughs> they'll yeah. let you do anything that's free because um, they're always tight on money. So I wrote a show, and we were all – everyone was in it. I directed, Drew, assistant directed, and was also uh, the main guy in it as well. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So We also do 48s, if you want to explain what that is. That is true, um, and that's similar to like the acting sort of thing. It's a uh, at the college where Sawyer goes to, Drew went to, um, and some of our other friends, uh, part of that group, go to currently we do something called the uh, 48 hour film festival which is um a short film festival and we have 48 hours to come up with an idea um film a movie edit a movie and submit a movie um it's usually around five minutes and we get like props and things and so we you know do a lot we still continue on with that sort of creative um side of things i just designed lights for a show a couple weeks ago i'm designing lights for another show coming up in a few weeks as well. So we're still pretty engraved in that creative uh, acting theater process. Um, so to get us started off, let's start to do a... Yeah, I was going to say, to get started, let's just talk about like the different jobs. Okay. 
I think it's kind of like everyone, you know, knows you go act in a theater, but what really goes into that? Um, you have experience with lighting and sound, mm. directing. I still don't know what a producer does. I mean, Sounds <laughs> fake I, to me. I know. I can touch okay, light okay, on that because yeah. my mom, but... Do you want to start off with light and sound? Uh, let's start from the top because if if okay. we let's say encore, so just from the system of the how the theater runs from a board of directors mm-hmm. who kind of make decisions. I watched this show. You name dropped the place. Sorry. What did I say? The theater. You said encore. Oh, encore. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's encore care. theater. Who I I'll say I'm pretty open with donate to their fund. Oh yeah, there's a raise the roof fund. Yeah. Fund. Um, I'll, I'll link that. Uh, below for a few things. Lighting the way to the future. Lighting the way to the future. They need need a new roof, which is the lighting the way to the future is funny to me. (laughs) I don't know why they they did like a lighting campaign to get new lights a couple years ago, and that's like the perfect right name. They didn't use it then, so I don't know why they're they need a new roof. Yeah, now I don't know. It makes sense. It's like a kind of annual. Yeah, here's our fundraiser. You know the name, but no. So they're they need a new roof. So I'll leave some links below and stuff. You can donate. Um, but so yeah, there's a board of directors at Encore. In any theater, really, and they they make the, all of the day to day like, we'll do this show. We will do you know, here's our season. You know, let's elect some directors to do stuff. Blah blah blah, things like that. Um, and then from there, I guess if you go down into a show now, do they work with the box office? Do you want to explain what a box office is? Yeah, box office is true. Um, it's you know where you sell tickets and um where you would go and say, oh, I want, you know, X amount of tickets to the show, and you call in questions, general things of that, that would be through the box office. Um, and that's, that's kind of your main point of contact as an outsider into the theater, you know. That's someone you can talk to. Someone Most theaters have someone there, like, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, things like that. Encore only does during a show now, so if, you know, two weeks before the show, they'll, they'll man the box office to sell tickets and stuff because um, of, you know, money and stuff. So... Um, yeah, I mean, and they upkeep of the theater, things like that. That's all board of directors. Everything makes sure that we can put on shows, you know. So they'll make all the, all the decisions, you know, uh, money decisions. Like, should we, you know, risk it and buy this new roof that we need, or do we not have money for that, and how can we raise money for that, and things like that. Uh, that's all the day to day, and that goes in down down from there. They pick the shows, um, and if you want to direct an encore or any community theater. Um, They'll you can like give them your name and address, and they'll send you a letter each year with the shows for the upcoming season. Um, so you know five adult shows. Right now it's two youth shows, um, and they will and you can you have about a month or two to decide what you want to direct. So then uh, you would write out a um, letter with your experience and references. Um, so for me, you know. Wrote a show, directed a show, everything I've acted in, and then three people, that would be a good reference. So for me, since I know people on the board, I can just put three people on the board and whatever. And they know me, so it's not super official, I'd say, because it's community theater. So here's our talk on nepotism. Um, and to like to get into your uh, your foot into the door for that, yeah. you'd suggest probably like a student directing position to start off with. Right, right so that's what I did for me to direct my first thing was I, I asked if I could student direct with the director and she said yeah of course I mean that was just me kind of watching her direct she she helped me do a few things I you know did a scene and, and had control over a scene or two I mean that then after that Encore said and that's that's what Encore has you have to student direct before you can direct um especially if you're a younger guy or a youth which I was at the time which still am but under 18 um and 
then from there they said, okay, they send me the letter and, and I get that letter each year now and can decide if I want to direct or anything. And this upcoming season will be the first time I'm putting in for a show, actually. Um, I did before, but COVID canceled it. So this will be the first one I'm actually putting in to direct a show during the normal season. Do you know what it's going to be? Uh, Yeah, outside Mullingar. It's a romantic Ooh. comedy. Or kind of. Sounds very up your alley. A little, little uh, dark as well, so. Um, I, just want to go, I don't know if I'm going to direct, but I'm going to yeah. put in for it and try. Because, um, I guess, just to finish out the story on directing is, once you give them your letter and everything, you um, have an interview in front of the board, and they kind of ask you questions, you know, like, oh, why do you want to direct this show, and do you have ideas for the show, what, what do you think that would look like, and just basic questions like that, and you answer them, and then if more than one person goes for that show, which sometimes can be the case, but not always community theater, sometimes it's just only one person goes for it, um, then they will decide and give you a call, like, oh, yeah, you can have the show, and you can direct it, um, in which I had done for Dracula, and got it, but then COVID canceled it, so I didn't end up doing it. Um, and then once you start to do a show, usually I think the you can like ask for a producer like who you want to be a producer. But I think the board kind of uh, a little bit of back and forth. Like they'll say, "Well, we want like this person will do it," and you kind of just take whatever they give you. It's not too big of a deal. And the producer does what? Because I'm yes. honestly not sure. So my mom has uh, produced a few shows. She's very involved with the theater life as well since I was. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times the producers like the behind the scenes like organizing like promotional things mm. um making sure like it's kind of like budgeting stuff mm. as long as well as like getting costumes or like finding things like that like a lot of the things it, we have a a board um at encore as well that you put up like the cast faces on yeah. like she did, made that so it's kind of like i know in like professional theaters they do a lot more um but it's basically just like a lot of the organizational side mm. of it that doesn't have to do with the actual and like as, as well, especially what's vital for on, for Encore, for Encore, I'm saying a weird voice, but for Encore is the producer usually has done stuff, is a, someone who's done a lot of stuff at Encore, so they know people, so that the yeah. producer, if the director is like, oh, I need someone to do lights or design lights, the producer, oh, I know five people to do lights, so I can, I'll contact somebody and find someone for you and things like that, so I think it's kind of the housekeeping and making sure that yeah. Everything is on track and can go well uh, for the show. Yeah, essentially. Um, so then first steps in that, you have auditions once you get your show. Mm-hmm. Auditions, how are those run? Do we, well, sorry, I'm, I have weird like coughs right now. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so once you're assigned to show, a direct show, mm-hmm. you get your producer, um, you might choose an assistant director it's up to the director. You don't have to have one or a student director if someone wants to. And again, you can say no, or it's really up to you as the director because um, you control pretty much the entire show at that point on and make the decisions in it. Um, so for me, I like to have a assistant director when I direct. And Drew, you've been great at doing that for me and with me. Um, it's just someone you can rely on and help make, like, you know, I you, make decisions with you and just have a final saying things. Um, so I, I, I prefer an assistant director when possible. And you'll usually meet up with your like staff, your production staff, so your producer, your assistant director. If it's a musical, you have a music director. Um, and you kind of meet up a couple times and just say, like, you know, here's the general outline of things we're going to do. Uh, you come with your rehearsal schedule and stuff like that. Um, and pick your dates to audition. At Encore, they have a meeting where you, like, 
have to meet and make a bunch of dates and stuff and give it back to the board so they can, you know, make sure everything's good and put on schedules and different things. Um, and it usually happens like a couple, like if I got the show I want, I'll probably meet up with my producer and everything in a couple of months, like a month or two and we'll make decisions on stuff and pass it back to Encore. And then, so then you have your your auditions. And that's probably the biggest, hardest part in community theater, I'd say. I mean, I'm sure you guys can all speak on that just from, like you said, about the boys um, coming in. Like men you, usually get roles. Men get roles because men don't, men don't audition, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, especially in the youth scene, I think it's the bigger yes, definitely. thing. I mean, you guys know better than that. Do you have any examples from just auditions being like there's not enough people here of... Um, I mean, times that people have been picked just like we don't have someone, you call someone up, you know, or I, I would say like surprisingly, you wouldn't think, but like auditions are very competitive, even yeah. at a community and high school level. Like, like, you know, some girls are a little ruthless. Like you, if you want to part, like, I mean, yeah. it's like competitive in the sense of like, it's like if you're on a sport team and you're going for varsity, like you want the top pick. Yeah. Like, so it's definitely competitive. Once you get into an actual show, it's kind of a, you know, you can't do a show without everyone. Yeah. So I think a lot of that dies down, but auditions are definitely the most nerve-wracking part mm-hmm. because you could be the best actor and just not what the director wants. And so there's really, like, you got to sell yourself, but there's nothing you can really do at the end of the day, too. Especially, I think it's weird in community theater um, because it's hard. I mean, I don't think, oh, I didn't ever, like, read the script or anything before going to an audition. Um, which is something they suggest to do in like professional or a college level, but in community theater is kind of just I don't know why, especially in youth theater, this wasn't something I would thought to do. So you're going into an audition, you're cold reading that script, and you're just going, you're just giving your best shot, you know. And Kaylee, there's an example I remember of, um, you remember Weird Beard? What was that show called? Yeah, Theodore Thud and the Quest for Weird Beard. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a there's audition there's a show at Encore and it was Tim Wayne's Survive the Zombie Apocalypse. And Theodore Thud, The Quest for Weirdbeard. It was two, like, 45-minute shows. And Encore decided to do two of them, like, two shows, and have, like, one one in the first half, an intermission, and then the next show. Um, and so my me and my siblings went to audition. Um, and we were debating, because you had the option to be in both shows or just one. Or, like, you could ask the director, you know, I can, I'll do both shows. And one was, like, less of a commitment if you only did one. Practice, like, once every other day. Um, so we, I, my family was like, okay, let's just do one. Uh, so pick which one you guys want. And we, I read for the part of, who's the ghost that you played? Harriet. Harriet the ghost. And I loved reading it for it. And I read it as super, oh, I, dumb, I think. I read it as like a dumb, stupid character, right? And that's just what I got from reading it. And I ended up, we ended up doing the other show, not that show. That's the part I wanted, but we did a different, sh- like we did the zombies one, not that one. And I remember seeing, um, Theodore Thud in the quest for Weird Beard. And I saw Kaylee's, Kaylee played the ghost, and she played it like very sad and and melancholy. I stuff. remember I was the only person at the audition who did that. I think because I read the script and it said that she was supposed to be sad, right? And everybody else was a bunch of kids, <laughs> so they were like, oh, "I was gonna read the lines." Yeah. And so I think I got the role because I was the only person who it was very did good. What you the did, script said. did a really good job, and that's and that's the thing is like going into audition. You know, I read it to what I thought was the best. You know, I, I thought it was good. I thought it killed it, right? And then I saw Kay, I was like, oh, that's way better and definitely what it should have been, you know. And I think it's just a funny thing about auditions and going in. It is kind of, especially the youth level, you just like, you know, don't know what you're getting into and you just kind of wing it and hope for the best. And I think a scary part of auditions, especially when you're like middle school and high school, is that 
Like, I didn't really care that much about what part I got, but I just really wanted to be in it. Yeah. So I could hang out with all my friends. And so it was scary because I was like, if I don't do well enough, then I'm not going to be able to hang out with all right. my friends. They're going to hang out without me. Yeah. Everything's going to be terrible. Yeah. So theater is bad because it's very <laughs> no. exclusive. Literally, if you don't get into a play, they will not hang out with you. No, and you're not invited to a summer pool you party. You. No, you didn't. I literally did one show. I'm not a theater kid. I did one show so I could hang out with you guys <laughs> or I wasn't allowed to hang out. So... To glow on the... I feel like we're going to the dark side of theater. But, like, I'm theater's not, great. But yeah, one other thing is that it definitely is, like, it grows a community sometimes of, like, people getting cast in similar roles. Typecasting is a big thing. Especially so community theater. Especially the same community people come theater. In. So sometimes it's hard to break, like, the mold of those boxes, too. So just, like, it's a weird thing of you really just got to try your best at the end of the day. And, just and there's the, really nothing to do. And I think what do. Kaylee said, especially, I think we all speak mainly from a youth level. Yeah. Um, you guys have been in a, one or two adult shows, but as kids. Um, one, I was an adult. Ooh. But I was 14. I was in high but school I was shows, <laughs> but I guess <laughs> I was, I was Mrs. Thompson. Oh, and Ooh. Mrs. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, nice. I asked George for more money. $25. Oh. If you watch money, the movie, Mrs., Mrs. Thompson's in the movie. Um, So, you were in the movie, pretty yes. much? Okay. So. In 1940. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's definitely I think as a kid like I remember saying the same thing and I didn't worry about getting in or not honestly <laughs> I knew I was gonna get in because I'm a you know I'm a guy and there's what let's say ten male there's ten guy parts in a show let's say and there's theater, only five theater also encourages sexism oh for sure <laughs> there's only five guys that show up you know what I mean so it's kind of like well I'm not gonna not get a part you and know? like amongst most of the boys you were like somewhat good whoa well, well, my I'm, wife, I'm my saying, I say like a lot of boys yeah. got roles. And some weren't because the best. Sure, we were desperate. Um, but you weren't one of them. Thank you. So it was it was even more assurance that you would get. <laughs> My head's getting bigger. You were terrible. These, these headphones are gonna fit on me. I anymore. don't know why you even got a room. I, I love you. I can't do anything right. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I think as a kid, I'm thinking more on like, ah, oh, I just really want to be in the show. I think later on, I kind of thought more of the, I really want to be this part. Yeah. And. I got. I think I was typecasted pretty hard to be the same, like kind of funny guy. Funny guy. And we, yeah. I mean, we only did comedies, really, but it was always the same sort of like dumb, funny, doofus. <laughs> <laughs> that was my own fault. I mean, we did a show one time, and there's a part for a guy called Doofus, and I said, like, oh, "I want to be Doofus," and that was the end of my career at Encore to being anyone think serious. You broke out of that more now. Well, I mean, that's the thing, and, and it's hard to move past a role. Named it's hard. Doofus. It's hard to move past Doofus and blood pack a guy. Um, An iconic role, and so. Now and that that's part of the reason I wrote my own show actually, which I was like I'm tired of the stupid, uh, you know, same comedy things, you know, and and I wanted to do something a little serious, more serious, um, and give opportunities to act, you know, because we didn't really act a lot because it was just kind of like a dumb comedy, you could anyone can do that, um, so and that makes it easy to typecast people too, right? Because in comedies you just do something a little bit exaggerated yeah. and then and it's that's funny what I was and gonna, then you yeah. get the rule, yeah, yeah. Like the blood packet guy is this character that's run on stage and throws fake blood on people and makes a bunch of noise. And I could do that because, you know, it was pretty easy. Um, and, and I did it very bigly, so they gave me the part and people loved me in that. But until recently, I did a show. Um, I stepped into a show pretty late in the process. They took it into a competition and asked me to be in it. It was a very serious show. It was probably one of my most favorite experiences in a show. 
because I had the opportunity to like really act and show my ability. That was a lot of fun. I was going to ask what everyone's favorite like roles have been. Yeah. Drew? I played in two <laughs> plays. One, I had like 11 lines. And that was better than working with Wes. So no, whoa! I didn't get called stupid in that one. Oh. Dude, I I only complimented you and Madison in my show. Nobody else. Yeah. No, I had fun doing Wes's show. And what's your character's name? Tyler. What was your last name? I didn't have Jackson? one. Scott, right? No, Jenna. No, it is Jackson. Yes, Jenna. Jenna Scott and Tyler. Ja- Tyler Jackson. I never heard Mr. That. and Mrs. Jackson, Hi. bro. I'm Tyler. I'm Tyler Jackson. My life. <laughs> It's, it's kind of crazy. crazy. Um, Sawyer, favorite role? Oh, me. I would probably say I was Liesl in The Sound of Music. That was a musical, but that was probably was my school, favorite. It was at school, not it. It was at, yeah. yeah, my high school. I got to work with a lot of younger kids, which yeah. was fun. Unfortunately, I had my first kiss on stage. <laughs> same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real same. Real same. <laughs> Kaylee, what was your favorite role? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You mean the mom I, in the show? I, I liked... I liked in the one that Wes was doofus. <laughs> you my, were my name was Helen, and I had a glass eye, and I got to throw a snowball at somebody. Um, but there was something else I was thinking of, but I can't remember. Thought you were a hunchback. Was that, was that the one with no. Crank? The hunchback <laughs> Crank. was not oh, my favorite. Crank that burned down the shadows. Yeah, yeah. And everyone yeah, was on John drugs in that show. Yeah. John um, loved that character. There's something else that I was going to say, but now I don't remember. What was my other favorite? Was I in anything else? Okay. No, I, I, I can't remember. All right, mine, was, mine was, I think his name's Tom um, from Radium Girls. Very good. Very fun part. I gotta be better. Break up with my fiance in that show. Fox yeah. in the Fairway. Good job with that. Wes had to golf on stage. Yeah, I did a show recently where I, I had to golf. I did a putt between two doors. And dude, I've never been more. I missed it dress rehearsal. And I said, this, oh, we're done for. I missed the, the putt. And it was pretty. It was kind of important to the story. Better than me throwing the snowball. Did you miss? I think I missed every time. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um. Anyway, yeah. Favorite rules? Yes, for sure. So, anyways, you audition for a show, right? Yes. And, um, the directors watch. And what I like to do when I direct is, you know, have everybody read a paragraph or two from a character in the show. Um, just go up and say, "Just hey, tell me who you are," and then read this, read this, uh, like paragraph. And they'll read it for me. And then after that, I'll kind of. Depending on how they did with that, I'll put them into a certain role and have them read for it. So I'll say, all right, Sora, you play this part. Drew, you play this part. Kaylee, this part. I'll have you go on stage and kind of just read from the script, the scene. I'm asked to just see how you do. And now, I like to do, just as I'm watching, you know, I like narrow down who I think you'll be good at. So I want to, if I think you'll be good at Katie, I want you to read for Katie, you know. So I'll kind of get you to where I think you'll be good at in the show. And have everybody kind of do a final read through of who I think you'll be good at to test to see if I if that would be good. Also, pro tip: the second you walk into an audition, like be on your best behavior. You are being, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of people who perform well, but like do not treat others well, and yeah, directors will see that. I've uh, when I student directed, we we kicked two people out of a show because we didn't. They did find an audition, but they were talking bad about some people. Um, when they thought we weren't looking, so we did. You're cast being them. watched. You're being watched, and every time in a community, big, big brother, yeah, <laughs> big theater. Um, you audition, um, and then usually two auditions. Um, recently I've been seeing callbacks happening at Encore, um, which I've never done, so I don't really know. Would you high school? Do you guys have those? Um, Encore sometimes does. I, I'm saying I've, never I've gone to a callback. Oh really? Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, tell us about it. 
My well, the best Christmas pageant ever. My first show, I had to go to a callback. I just remember it was at a church, and I sat there for like an hour or two with my mom, hmm. and then I went back and like read a line or two, and I got in. <laughs> and then I think there was callbacks for Peter Pan, maybe, but I don't remember if I went. I got in. Yeah. I think that was. All. But usually that's just when they can't decide between like yeah. a few people, and so they call you back in to kind of compare. So yeah, because like, okay, I know for sure. best Christmas pageant ever, they were deciding between like a group of like older kids, I think, and younger kids. So they brought us all back to choose. Did I go to callbacks? I think I, I did. But they chose the younger kids. I so think I remember. So we made it. <laughs> I think I block out a lot of my childhood. Like uh-huh. I just think I don't have a good memory, but uh-huh. I do think yeah. I went to that. Yeah, I just remember sitting there for a really long time waiting. Yeah. And because I was scared too, because I'd never been to an audition before, so I was—I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So callbacks are just when they're trying to decide between, you know, I got Sawyer and Kaylee both are really good for this. I'm gonna call them both back and, you know, have them read again, and and so I can compare a little, little more in detail than I can in an audition, especially if yeah. you have a lot, of a lot of kids. Yeah. Like Frozen, I think when they did, they had a hundred kids come out on audition, so it's kind of like. Yeah, or if it's like really big roles, start? like your Elsa and Anna, they might. Right. They want to make sure they do it well. Yeah. You audition. And then Drew, what's what's it like after the audition between like directors? What do you like? What kind of happens after that? Like just directors discussing parts, yeah. Or like, um, I mean, mainly you just talk about like who did well with another person. Hmm. And what's kind of tricky is if you really want one lead, another hmm. potential lead could be good, but they're bad chemistry, and that matters a lot. And that leaves you a tricky choice. You know, yeah. if you and I are great on stage, but you're casting. Sawyer and you really want Sawyer you know like we can't all it, it just gets tricky with dynamics and I think that's something unforeseen is like the two best people can't always be the two lead parts right I agree I think I think that especially comes in shows where there are like you know the two let's say the two main people and let's say let's just take my show for example like Tyler and Jenna are in a relationship throughout the show and they have a lot of scenes together and are you know have a lot of chemistry and we had two people who were very good individual actors i mean we the thought was you know will these two go well together um and we ended up saying yes they will blah, 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 and the one guy dropped out um he's so. talking about me and someone else i'm not talking about you i'm talking yes, about I'm talking about uh richard and mazin oh because okay. we we <laughs> name drop yeah well who knows who richard is that's true um because because we we they're both so good um, and I remember thinking, I, was, I think that, because they've done shows like that together before, but I think that that's when they were a little younger. Um, and I think that their chemistry wouldn't have been as good. And that, that was, I think, I remember thinking about that, and I think you and I talked about it a little bit of, you know, is that going to be an issue, you know, or should we just whatever? Um, and then it was the same issue when uh, Richard ended up not being able to do it for some good reasons. Um, and it was either. Either we have Drew a step in for the part of Tyler, or the other guy who we had two casts in the show uh, for two different weekends because COVID stuff, and um, so we said, or the other guy who's playing Tyler can just do it both weekends. And the discussion again was, you know, they're both very talented, but does the chemistry work between the other guy and Madison, or is that not going to work? You know, and ultimately we said, well, I think that Drew would be, and Drew ended up just slamming it out of the ballpark. He's so good, which I think goes back to how like. It's not personal always when you don't yeah. get a role. It's hard not to take it that way yeah. because you're like, you know, you think you've done your best. Your family, your friends are like, how could you not get that? But like, 
a lot of the times it has so many other factors than yeah, just there's your a lot performance. of things that go into an audition for sure. Anyway, so you audition, you get cast, um, or you don't. Yeah, you and get a call. You said he wants part. Right, and a lot of times, if you're if you're a good director, you'll call everybody no matter what and say, you know, yeah. you know, sorry you didn't make it. Come back again some other time. We a little you, difference with high school is they just post a cast list on a door, and you go see if your name's on it or not. That's crazy. And you're in front of people, and you either like cry or you <sighs> are excited, deep. or you do it in the middle of one of your classes and like sneak off and go see it. That's so brutal. It's a little more brutal in high school. Yeah. It is hard though when like like a director calls you and tells you you're not in the show you're like, and you're just like it's fine, thank you. I can't thank you for that. my opportunity. I can't either. And then wow, and then you just yeah. hang up. Men. and then it's sad. That is sad. I've, I've, I mean, it's not that bad. I've but never it's awkward. Thankfully, I've always had an assistant director or somebody else who would is willing to call the people <laughs> that say no. So I've never had to do it. And we didn't say no to anybody because we wrote in a part. We lived the person. Okay, that's <laughs> so like, that is a funny story. In in the show that. I wrote and we all worked we all wrote and worked on together. We had auditions and stuff and had some the first, well, the first auditions we had, two people showed up. <laughs> so we ended up postponing the play. And the second time Sawyer had a lot of friends come out and it was really good. I riled the troops. You did. And so we had a guy come audition and I worked with him before and I was like, Dang, uh, he's so good but You can't gas him up. That's he's true. gonna he's, take this <laughs> to his head. Nate, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. It's not you. It's, it's, it's not, not you. It it's not Dan. you. I swear, it was Dan. It was Dan. Um, we had this guy, and we, I, I think I forget why it was either. I, I think he couldn't do it. It was something weird. He couldn't do the second weekend, and I don't think he wanted a big role. So I don't think he wanted like a lead. Really? I thought I it was something weird. I don't know. There's some. There's something why I couldn't make him uh, the character of Danny, which was just like the best friend of Tyler. Um, so I was like, dang, I really want a minute. And so on the way back, right, we were driving home from auditions. It was, it was me, Drew, and Kaylee. I think you came up with it. Yeah, Kaylee. Kaylee did. was like, oh, let's just write another character in um, for a friend of. You write your own show, you can do what you want. Right. And so we oh, hey, y'all, actually, that'd be great. So we wrote this character in, and that character ended up being the like main focal point of the show. <laughs> because the, the show, entire show changed throughout the whole you know, as a, as we're rehearsing, I was like, well, that doesn't work like I thought it did on paper. So it was very much of kind of like a workshoppy type feel, too, of workshopping the script to become what it was. Um, and so this guy ended up becoming like the main focal point of why uh, the two main characters break up and things. So it was kind of, uh, kind of cool to see that. But you audition, you get the part, right? Or you don't, you know, you get a call it away. And then usually they'll have um, like a first. The director was like, all right, well, start breakfast on Monday. Read you know, through. Have a read through. Um, that's where everybody comes in, and you just sit down, you just read the script as your character. So the most boring rehearsal. It's very boring, if you, especially if you don't have a big part. Yeah. But or, like back in the day, that was the best rehearsal because you didn't know who everyone got. Yeah, you see, oh so you God. come in, and you're like, who are you? <laughs> what part are you? And you'd be like, oh, yeah. you got that part. Like It was definitely like before we all had phones. Yeah, before yeah. <laughs> we could text, text each other. Like we were back five in the years day. old. Yeah. Who got doofus? Oh, no Kaylee's Helen. I did not see that coming. Um, yeah, that's always kind of fun. Cause you, and especially when you know you're only doing one show a year, you don't see your friends. It's kind of like the first time you see everybody together. Cause you don't know. And you're hoping that your friends come. Yeah, back. right. That's always the scary you part. You don't know. So that was always fun for me to show up. Like, oh, every see your thing. And it's kind of awkward at first because you haven't hung out in a while. But yeah, you know, get back in the groove of things. Um, is it so the word read through goes through everybody kind of just. It's a little bit getting comfortable with each other and stuff too, of you know, just reading and speaking in front of people. Um, depending on the director, they do they might do two read-throughs um, in the first two nights of rehearsal, 
I don't like that. I think read-throughs are boring. I only use them to just read through the script so we know what the script is, you know. And then um, you kind of hit the ground running. And then you hit the ground running, and it's, it's straight up into usually blocking, which who wants to explain blocking? Sure. Drew, um, I, Drew loves to block. So. I did. I loved it. So pretty much you just write down on your paper or you walk in on stage left or stage right in the back where you're supposed to stand, which way to face, um, mm. essentially what you should be doing. Now, depending on your director, you're going to have like some actor's discretion. Should you be moving your hands and fidgeting? Mm-hmm. Should you be holding still? You know, should you be facing one way or another? When, and for you and I, I mean, mostly like we had a lot of discretion on what we did. Yeah. They said you walk in on the right side because they walk in on the left, sit on the couch, and that was it. That was our instructions. Mm-hmm. If you want to lay down, if you want to put your feet up, you hold the remote, eat popcorn, whatever, it didn't matter. We did what felt right. Some directors will say, don't touch that. Move your hands. Dude, exactly You're very strict on you put your right hand in the air to wave. And if it's your left hand, it looks bad. Yeah. Right. And there are sometimes it's true. If I use my right hand and I'm on stage, right. We're in. I'm going to cover my face. There's sometimes a reason. Sometimes it doesn't matter. So blocking is telling you what to do while saying those lines. Right. You and I are probably on the, the, the pretty much least restrictive end of it. Yeah. Um, which I know actors um, that really don't like that. Which yeah. the girl in our show didn't like that, which is fine. Um, and then on the other end is the people that are kind of very specific of, I want you to move here, move here. Um, which I've never been great at doing beforehand. Yeah. It's something I, I can do during rehearsals of like, oh, I think it's better right. if you do this way. Yeah. And, and it just kind of depends on your director and how you, you know, choose to do that. Um, so that's blocking, which. Yeah, it's it, just simply instructions of what to do. What to Sometimes do. it can be how to feel if that's not written in the script, you know. Yeah. Looking down, like, just feeling sad, whatever. Yeah. Like, that can be kind of filled in. A lot of that comes later as practices go. You're like, someone walks in on stage really happy. They just broke up. You're like, no, no, no. That looks right. really bad. Come out here crying or don't come out here. You Another know? pro tip with Sawyer. We're going to go pro tip with Sawyer. Okay, yeah. Um, write everything down. Yes. Because you will forget. Yes. Your director might forget. And that is not a fun spot to be yelled at of why don't you know where you're supposed to go? Yeah. So, yeah, in pencil, write things down. No, yeah, don't be like me and put it in pink because then your director goes, and I'll come in from this point. You're like, oh. another also- tip, oh. know um, when your costume changes are and where your clothes are to change. Also know where stage right and left is because back in the day we were taught wrong. And yeah, to nobody, this day. I don't, know, I don't understand why there's such... I'm just so it's not. It's not really that complicated. It's literally, the actors left and right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the well, actors left and I right. Think, yeah, I feel like somebody told us, told somebody that well, it was the opposite. Even, even and that's why it felt so confusing. And then, I, well, I know people like my mom. And then somebody cleared it didn't. up. She's like, I don't, which one is it? You know, back. <laughs> I'm like, mom, you weren't even. She's not even part of Encore. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing of like, which one is it? It's always weird that people don't know. Yeah. But it's the actors left and right on stage. So if you're a director looking at the actors, stage left is your right. I guess it's hard director. if you're a director. It's hard to direct. That's dra- the only it's, time it confuses. But me. also, yeah. downstage is actually going backwards. No, downstage is forward. Downstage is forward. Upstage Wait. is towards the audience. Is oh downstage. yeah, I lied. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Pro sorry. tips. Good job. <laughs> Taking that one back. Um, right. So that's yeah, left and right. Um, so blocking is pretty simple, or it's just literally just where you come in and all that stuff. Um, and. As you're, you usually the director will run it through with you. All right, you're gonna come in from this side. Um, there's gonna be a door there when the set's finished, you know. Um, and then you might run through the scene once and move on to the next one. Um, and that usually probably takes about a week or two of rehearsal, even just to kind of get the blocking down. 
and to kind of start getting the familiarity of let's run like three seeds back to back, you know, how's it going to look if you're supposed to leave stage left, come in stage right in the next scene, you know? So getting familiar with that. Um, that's, that's a big, probably two or three weeks. Um, and then what I do as a director is start to kind of wean off, wean you off your book. Um, cause, um, usually, especially in community theater, you'll have your script on with you on stage. So you can read the lines as you're doing stuff up until about a week or two before the show. Um, so I like to kind of start to wean you off it a little bit and, and give you actual direction on acting. I don't want to, I don't like to go too much into acting before you're comfortable with your blocking. Um, cause it can be confusing, you know? Um, I, I, what do you guys feel like is the best for you as an actor? Do you, like, what do you like? Would you like to know better how to act first or would you like to know how better how to, where to come in from first, things like that. For me, probably act actually, because I guess the movements become more natural. Yeah. And like, especially with directors like you guys, they're subject to change. So it's like, not a bad way, like yeah, in a good way, like you can kind of like find out what truly works. But I think to truly act, you do have to be off book. So it's very hard mm. to like show your full range if you are holding a book in your hands. It's hard for me to say like, Oh, Sawyer, do this differently. You know, if you're holding a book in your hand, you know, how do I know that's how what you're going to do when you're not having the book? So, yeah. A, a pro tip with Wes <laughs> get off book as soon as you can because it's, it's helpful for you, helpful for the director, helpful for everyone. Pro tip with Drew don't write a new scene on Thursday of Tech Week. I have, Thank you, I have been known to do that. I wrote a whole. So, yeah, another story about my play is there was a big fight scene in the middle of it. And at the end, um, I don't think it was, it was not Thursday. It was like Wednesday. It was Tuesday or Wednesday. It was like Tech yeah. Week, which is the last week of the show. I gave them a whole other page to add to that scene, which I mean, page and was good. You gave us another scene. That's true, but that was before then. Right. I don't or was know. it after? But we didn't. We didn't have the lines in that. We just guessed. We're like, I'm mad at you for blank, and we went with it, and it worked. It worked. You guys did I, good. I don't know those lines. I never will. No. Nope. Um. So then, yeah, you you start blocking's done. Uh, you go into action a little bit. Um. I like to. What do you guys say is the normal? off book deadline um i would say probably two weeks before the show because you have to be off for tech week yeah so it's usually a week before that and the, i i well, like to say the director, though. i agree and I, I i would say the best option what i find the best option if not earlier but would be the monday before tech week mm-hmm. yeah. um and then maybe so Monday before Tech Week, you have to be. You cannot have your book on stage, no matter what. I don't care if you don't know your lines. Don't. I don't care if you don't have it memorized. Just, I don't want to see your book on stage. And I usually most directors will have somebody in the audience or somewhere with a script, and you can ask for a line. So if you don't know the line, you just say line, and they'll feed you the line. Is I that think, is that in high school? Um, a little bit. That's what I was gonna say. I think it's hard depending on your demographic. Hmm. I think in high school they're a lot stricter of like you're you're old enough to you should be done like you should be off book they get a little more frustrated when you have to call nine a lot but Mm. like i think there's a lot more leniency with kids because they're like children you know what's funny actually i see it in adult shows more where they have that person like reading lines like till tuesday or wednesday of tech week i think it like reverts back then because they're like we're adults we'll figure it out we'll get there yeah and they just don't oh i think it's a lot easier to to like be in charge of kids, yeah. Then make them then yeah. like other adults. Yeah, I agree. It's hard to say, tell an adult memorize your lines. Well, yeah, you know, where they're gonna what? So it really just depends know. the cast. Yeah. But um, uh, but I like to say, 
probably Wednesday or Thursday before Tech Week. Um, nobody's going to read your line. You've got to know them. And if you don't know them, I, I don't want to see anyone on stage telling you your line. I don't want to see any. I want you to just figure it out. And, you know, that's the best practice. And then Tech Week. Uh, Tech Sunday is known as, like, the most grueling day. Who wants, to ex- who wants to explain Tech Sunday? Kaylee. Kaylee. Um, it's rehearsal, but you add in all the stuff other than people. Right. So you add in the lights and the sound and your costumes sometimes. Um, and so basically you just go super slowly through the show and add in all of the like technical stuff mm-hmm. and it takes forever and you have to like repeat things. And then sometimes if you're an actor, you just stand on stage for a while while the people in the tech booth are messing with the lights and stuff. Cause it never, as a light yeah. designer, it never works the way it should. Cause that's, that's the it, issue is it feels like it shouldn't be that difficult. Right. You have, you have all the lights programmed. Is. You have all the set. Everything is programmed and ready to go before tech week. But it's just trying to get it all together, the timing of everything and, and all that, especially in like a musical where, you know, lights are doing things on certain beats and, and jazz like that. You know, it's harder to time and all that. So Tech Sundays, depending on the show, can be like 1 in the afternoon to like 9 o'clock at night, you know, or in professional like 12 hours. Tech Week in professional theater is like 12 hours a day for a couple of days. Eight days, I think. Harder to keep kids. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't. It's a little ethical very... at that point. <laughs> ethical. Um... <laughs> ha ha ha, ethics. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so throughout the Tech Week is the same thing. It's, it's getting everything together and... Um, Slowly the time that you spend on the show gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. Shorter and shorter. Yeah. So you actually just have the show. It's also the week that you're usually like, it's never going to work. This is going to go yeah. oh, horrible. Wednesday we're not going to have a sure. show. For sure. Wednesday night. Like, I don't know yeah. how we're going to perform, and then it yeah. always works out. It's always, yeah, Wednesday night is always like, this isn't going anywhere. Or sometimes. It, you go home and tell your parents, don't th- come see it. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. I don't know. Someone to tell. I Thir- oh. <laughs> I was going to just say, I had a Thursday of a tech week where we stopped our whole rehearsal to go and say no. lines. And every time someone does a line wrong, we started from the top. Was of that the play. a clue? Yeah. yeah. So we like were scrambling the Thursday of tech week. Like the, we don't have a show. And then it was great. But it's definitely scary. Yeah. it's it's I've been a part of shows where it's like. I mean, I did. A, I directed the youth show this past year, and I was like almost crying during Tech Week. It was like Tuesday or Wednesday. I was like, and the costumers were there. I was like, dude, yo, this, that, like, this is not. I don't know what to do. This is not going anywhere. It, we're done. You know what I mean? I like, I don't care. And the next day, it was fine. And that's just how it is on Tech Week. It's you will always have a show of rehearsal that's like, oh, we don't. This is a mess. This isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Did we have that in in our show? We had our light cues. We deleted half our light cues in accident on like Tuesday. <laughs> Did we really? Yeah, and I had to requeue. I think I forty-six light cues <laughs> on Tuesday. I don't remember that. I think we just stressed you out throughout it versus like all in one week. Oh yeah, <laughs> for me it was <laughs> the entire Tech Sunday was the whole sh- the whole I show mean, was the Tech Sunday. Sincerely, we were there from four p.m. until usually two a.m. Yeah, a.m. Get back at three, work at eight, go back. I mean, yep. Which that that was, was a nice. that project was weird because uh, you call it like a passion project if you want. Is very outside the realm of normal right. stuff because it was all I, I kind of said. Let's just do everything ourselves. Yeah. So we, you know, you guys painted. The we set. painted the set. We yeah. I had help building it. There wasn't much to build. <laughs> um, but yeah, Drew and I were there. We would we worked together. We would go to work at nine or ten or eight for Drew, I guess. Um, and then we'd work until four. We'd go from four from work to the theater. We'd stay at the theater until about two and repeat. Um, 
That was three weeks. That wasn't four. Well, we did that. We weren't there the whole time. Too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, but it was, a, it was that was a fun experience just to kind of do. It was our last. It was, I graduated from high school that summer, and so it was a fun thing to do. But Tech Sunday, blah, 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 that jazz. Tech week is always a mess. There's always be a show, or a tech week day that's just like, this isn't going to happen no matter what. And then Thursday, I always, Thursday is dress rehearsal, which just means that uh, usually like close family or maybe friends if it's an adult show maybe friends i don't know will come adults don't have family uh, yeah so i don't, I don't <laughs> know if like i don't know i don't really know they probably works. don't invite their parents right to come see the so usually like a couple people come maybe in 15 maybe and we'll come and watch it just for you to kind of get a run through of this is what it will feel like when there's an audience you know where they're gonna laugh or how they're gonna react to stuff um in theory you could as a director stop a Thursday show to fix well, a mistake, but that rarely happens. I've heard, didn't Cheryl say that during Snow? She was like, I think she told the audience, like, this is a rehearsal, right. and we I, might I, stop. I, yeah, I think they usually tell people. Yeah. I usually don't. I tell my cast that this is the show. Right, which I would tell the cast, like, we're not stopping no matter what, yeah. figure it out. I'd tell the audience, hey, we might stop. It you know? rarely happens, but, like, uh, that's always in the back of your mind that, like, you have to do well because it'd be embarrassing. It'd be so embarrassing. Yeah, I, think it, I think in everybody's mind. Yeah. It's I, a real show with small audience. Yeah. yeah, I just yeah, I always I always thought that as an actor, I've carried that on into direction. Is that I treat it like a show. This is a show. I'm gonna do everything I would in a show. And this, like, I'm not gonna, you know, just rehearsal. Like, we're gonna do it yeah. the exact. You know, everything will be how it should be tomorrow, which is Friday opening night. Um, what do you guys feel like? What do you feel like on opening night? I'll be honest. I feel like in my mind, <laughs> when I was in like middle school and high school, Thursday was opening night. Right. Yeah. And Friday was just another day that we did the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's what it felt like. It was exciting. Well, to me, I was. I, I was. I was always really excited for Thursday because we is the first time we'd have an audience. Yeah. And I think Friday is exciting because there's more people there, and it was just I don't know, just doing more of the show. Uh, I, th- I think. I think especially after a long week of like Tech Week, Thursday was yeah. exciting to me because like I'm so tired of doing the show over and over and over again. That feels like this is oh this is why I'm it doing the show. Yeah. This is why I'm doing the show because I like to perform in front of do, people. Especially when you do comedies all the laugh. time. Yeah, and you're just doing these funny Same things jokes over that and nobody over and over. laughs at anymore. I think for me, like Thursday was a low pressure. Like I felt comfortable with yeah. doing it in front of people now, and I'm like, oh, it's just Thursday. Like a couple parents, whatever. And then Friday, I was like, oh, I just did this yesterday. Yeah. And it felt like the second day, so it wasn't like it just lowered my nerves a lot. I was always excited for Friday because it my family didn't really come. Ever just see me? No, they didn't really come on uh, Thursday nights, just you know, for whatever. Um, and so Friday is always exciting for me because it's like, oh, my parents will be here, maybe a grandma, you know, a singular, grandma. a single grandparent, somebody's grandma, somebody. Not mine. There's a grandma that will be here, and I'm excited <laughs> to see her. Um, yeah, it's always. I felt like you know that's when it was more people I knew. You there's know, more buzz. Maybe people from church. It's, I always, I love to perform in front of people I know more than like strangers. So it was always exciting when I know somebody in the crowd and. That's that was exciting for me about Friday nights and and the director might give like a speech or something to sure. pump everybody might say up. something to you to pump you up. I feel yeah. like I go through the five stages of grief during like <laughs> when we perform. Well, because like for me, Friday was I'm always nervous before a show. Like yeah. I will all I've always am just like this is high stakes. Like I can't mess up. Once I'm on stage, I'm okay. But I feel like Friday was like it's the first show it's gonna be the best saturday you're like i don't care i've already done this and then sunday you're like i'm so yeah, sad it's done. over yeah. i can't believe it why didn't i appreciate saturday more like that was the suck that's the so sucky I, like part. I just go through like grief every time yeah. i do a show I and think, then i'm like okay next one <laughs> i think that was happening to me on saturday 
like in the middle of the show, I would think, <gasps> tomorrow's our last show. And then on Sunday, it just went by so fast. It was always so surreal it was on like, Sunday. I thought about it before it was even close to the end. I would do like a scene or something, and I'd just come off stage on a Sunday and be like, that's the last time I'm ever going to do that scene. And then it's like, oh, I want the next scene anyway. It's like, no, I don't have time to sit here and be sad about it, you know? Because I think the weird thing about theater is, like, it's not like a sport where you constantly do it. Yeah. You do three days and you're done. Your hard work for four weeks Isn't that crazy? is three days. Well, it's like six weeks. Yeah. And, and, and like you, you spend so much time doing one singular show that, that, that like, like, you will only ever do that show probably that one time. Right. So it really is the last time I'll ever do that scene. Or ever play this character. It's not like, oh, it's just the last game of the season. I do. And yeah. then next year, yeah. year I'll play the same game. It's kind of like, you know, you play in high school soccer and your last game, you know, it's like, oh, never mind, this sucks. I'm never going to play this again. But, you know, every but six <laughs> weeks. Yeah. But yeah. unless you just redo scenes in your shower. Yeah, well. Or in front honest. of your. And watch the DVD. Watch the DVD. That was, I never watched I've the never DVDs. watched the DVD of a show. I have seen a couple, but it was weird. I have seen um, a couple. So. Um, it's not nearly as much fun as you expect it to you, be. Do you guys remember that? It was, uh, I want to say it was Game of Terrors. John and I were like, no, because you were with us for Game of Terrors, right? You always drove with us. Mm-hmm. Was, maybe the show before. Maybe it was, no. Oh, there was a few times I didn't. It was, but... maybe, it was like Friday night. John and I didn't show up until like 7. Shows at 7.30. I was like, where the heck were you guys? We had picked up a homeless guy and drove him to his house. You guys know about that? No, you picked up a homeless guy. man to his house. I guess that's true. So we were we had pulled up a parking lot at Encore, um, and these I know and this old guy, this old guy and his wife knock on our window in our car. Like, hey, it was it was like February, so it was like freezing, it was like snowing, freezing cold. Please, can you take us to this place? And we're like, Yeah, get in. <laughs> we're like, I can't say no. They were so old, and th- but it, they looked like they were gonna die if they're out there for a second longer. So yeah, whatever. They got in the car and. Dude, we were like just sitting there, like we like, drove them like maybe ten minutes up the road and dropped them off at some apartment or house. It was I was like, dude, we're about to die. Like, uh, that was such an odd choice by you, you guys. In the, you should sorry, have just, we're, just like inside. our theater's in a very sketchy part of town. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it was definitely well because we were like we we had pulled in, you know, park across the street. Yeah. So we're in the, we're looking for a park uh, spot in the theater, right. and we're like, oh, there's nothing here. So we were going across the street, and they grabbed us there, like before we were crossed. Like, hey, like. Please, this guy looks like he's about to fall over and die. I was like, and John, like, yeah, okay. So they got in the back. It's like the sliding doors in the minivan. And they got in. And that's we just drove. And I was like, I remember thinking, I was like, dude, they can have a gun and just shoot me right now. Maybe you saved their lives. And that's like, And then uh, there's nothing came. There's two old people that needed a ride. The joy of foot. community theater. Right, saving lives. And then the guy, and everybody's like, where the heck were you guys? And I don't remember I don't think we didn't all. tell anyone. Well, for a while, I think I told you, Kaylee, a couple of years ago. But I honestly I've thought never heard this story. you were gonna say, "Oh, we picked up this homeless guy, dropped him off down the road at his house." Like, <laughs> I did say that. No, but like, just dropped him off down the road, like, because he doesn't have a house. He's homeless. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you just pick him up, drive across the field, and you're like, "All right, this my spot. My my bag's over there." Um, <laughs> does that mean I don't know? Anyway, yeah. so opening night's cool. Uh, then Saturday night's cool. You uh, start weird because you only do. At Encore, you only do like three shows. Um, adult theater you usually do two weekends. Is high school usually only like one or two, three? Well, high school used to just be Friday, Saturday. Oh, and then we sucks. finally added a Sunday, but that's it. So I, That sucks. We did that. I did like a homeschool group, and we did, we'd like do a, you know, a theater thing each each year, and we'd rehearse for like the whole entire semester and have one show. 
because it's like a yeah. hundred bucks or something each night you add or like it's a it's a fee yeah but a hundred bucks okay if but you're... like your tickets are 10 bucks yeah uh, don't hear me out <laughs> don't you didn't make the don't rules tell me. i don't make the rules i would have done five shows yeah. if i could have but that's the thing is and it's like the toss-up of you know yeah i don't know but um sunday yeah sunday night's cool and then sunday afternoon usually you'll do like a teardown of the set um, a cast just, party. Forgot that's true. Party. Especially in your shows. Dancing to Broadway hits under the disco ball. Doing line dancing. Stage. Do you yeah. do line dancing? Will West's brother taught us how to waltz oh, yeah? <laughs> on the stage at Encore. We had fun. I think Sawyer we and I crazy. were partners because there weren't enough boys. Yeah. <laughs> but those were like, I, I watched it. I watched a TikTok. Oh. And it was like. Tell me, like, you'll never get the feeling back of going to a cast party, though. Because, like, that's, it's better that. than any party, any graduation, any, like, cast parties are just different. The only time I've ever lost my voice was at a cast party. Well, that was the worst is you would have, like, a cast party Friday night of a show and then have a show the next day. And you're like, I don't have a voice anymore. And what can you do? It was all worth it. It was all worth it. It was 100%. fun. Yeah, those cast parties are fun. And it's kind of a way to extend the, the fun of. I think the really fun part, what I always found to be cool about theater is that I make friends a lot when I, like, am doing something. So, like, work. I make good friends. I'm working just because, like, I got nothing else to do but talk to you, so I might as well talk to you, you know? And I'm, we're not, it's not like I'm sitting here with Drew where we have, like, we're, like I said, Drew, let's go get coffee, and I don't know Drew, and it's kind of awkward. Like, we have to be here. We we have to be doing this job, so, you know, let's make the most of it. And that's what theater is kind of the same thing, is that we're here together every single night for six weeks. Let's just be friends. And it's something about just, like, a... Community. A community, yeah. and it's so much fun because I think that yeah, you just you know the people you're with so well after those couple of weeks, and it's just kind of I don't know. So sometimes my, they're cool enough to marry. Sometimes you get married. So, only sometimes. Depends on how cool you are. Um, I wanted to ask, what would everyone say? Like, if you had a passion pitch to someone, why they should do theater? Like, what would you tell them? Because some people are scared. There's a stigma. Theater's not cool. Theater's not cool. <laughs> Drew's, Drew's the cool yeah, theater. he won't identify as a theater kid. I will not. <laughs> Drew cannot give a speech. Drew's above that. Wes and Kaylee, the floor is to you guys okay, first. I, I feel like theater is so much fun because you marry, you meet your <laughs> wife. No, theater is just so much fun because there's something about working so hard for a goal and doing that goal and doing it well that feels really fulfilling. And then aside from that, especially in youth theater, the friendships you make are literally lifelong. And like, it's just the people you meet and the things that you do is just not something you can do every day. And, you know, it's not everywhere you can just go audition for show and, you know, and perform in front of people. It sounds scary, but it's, it's just a lot of fun. And, and that fear gets swept away, you know, you step on stage and it's gone. And I know that that sounds crazy, but like I get so scared. And then as soon as I step on the stage, I just feel great. And it's the, literally this is some of the, my most fun experiences in life have been on stage and performing in front of people. And this is what I love. Is it my turn? I would say, I guess this doesn't really necessarily apply to everybody because you could do this doing something else too. But pretty much every relationship in my life, other than my parents, has been made through theater. All of my friends, my best friend, Wes. I, I, I guess I guess that's it. But like, Suckers. But like, other than the people that I have to have a relationship with because they're my parents. Yeah. I met through theater somehow right. or another. And that's pretty crazy considering, you know, you spend like six weeks out of every year doing the activity mm. and then you walk away like several years later 
and those are still the people best you, people that you know. Yeah. People yes. you choose to spend time with. Yes. Yeah. Sir? Are we going to let you say something? I'll go first. <laughs> no. Uh, I would say, yeah, there's a lot of genuine people in theater. I think that it's something that, like, um, a lot of different members of different communities come to do. You can have the jock. You can have the not jock. I don't <laughs> um for me though also i would say like the skills you learn in theater are unmatched to anything i'm not gonna rag on sports but anything you do in a sport just because like it's built a lot of like communication skills organizational skills like i just think you learn a lot i mean you can learn to that in a sport granted but um i just think it's to a different level that if you want to do it i think a lot of people are scared because of like i don't know sometimes people think it's not cool but you won't regret it. Like honestly, I like like and Kaylee said. Like you meet the f- you meet the friends. It's a very accepting group. I think of anything, it you won't go and get made fun of. Like you won't be like, oh, you're bad. Everyone has mm-hmm. to start from somewhere. I remember being the little kid, like taught by the older kids, thinking they were so cool. And then eventually, I was the older kid who got to teach the younger kids. That it's just like I don't know. It's a very uh, what's the word? Like full circle yeah. community. And and if if your friends think it's not cool and they're gonna judge you for it, you're hanging out with the wrong people. Facts. <laughs> not not that they not there's yeah. like they don't have to like theater, but you know people judge you for something like that, and you just probably don't want to be friends with them because they judge you for stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, and even if it's not theater, like the groups we found on uh, the campus I go to, like you can find ways to do media that I think a lot more people are interested in it than they think. If it that's directing or doing yeah. lighting, like I don't know, there's a lot of avenues to go into. Yeah, it's cool thing about theater so fast is there's so many different you think just acting well no backstage you know there's so many things that go into a show you know painting the set building the set shine the lights sound you know uh you know sage crew director assistant director producer costume designers so many different things that just go into it that you know if you don't feel comfortable performing you know totally help out backstage or you like yeah. to paint you know paint the set paint the things like that and there's just so many different things that's so inclusive to everybody i think yeah because like if you want to be a construction major do the set if you want to like work behind the scenes for things be backstage like there's just a lot of ways that it can go into many different avenues other than being on broadway yeah right drew drew i guess we'll let you speak you Uh, non-theater boy mainly i think a lot of things we said you can find in other sports and i'm not ragging on theater (laughs) But I think most of the best parts of this are community. So if you don't like theater as well, that is okay. Get engaged in communities in other ways. Um, theater is a no, great you have way to, to like do theater. that. You Especially for like specific theater. people who might be like mm. more structured mm. and organized. You like that. I mean, mm. sports is a lot of competition. Theater is really not. Theater is more community and engagement. Mm. And sports are a lot of competition. Mm. You know, and just depending on what you like, either one is fine. Yeah, I don't um, have a problem with sports. I'm just pro theater. Right. But, I, you know, I think most of the benefits come to any kind of community. Um, that was really what I had. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I, you know, but, I, you know, I played soccer. I did everything. And I think that it's all, you know, I probably am. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Drew, 100%. And I think that it, it, I just hate that people blow it off. You know, that's my only. Oh, for sure. And it I, definitely should get. Now, theater kids should be less weird. Yeah, oh, for sure. And there's definitely but, a reason why. I, I agree mean, 100%. It's like ragging on homeschoolers. Yeah. <laughs> they deserve it. They deserve it. I mean, if you sing in the halls, breeze. people probably won't like you. Right. Uh, and there's definitely things like, don't be weird. Just don't be weird. You can be normal and do theater. Like, look at us. Be. We turned out somewhat normal. And, also, yeah. I think, like, if you're scared to be on stage, um, 
you should try it before you say that. Yeah. Because it's not the same as like public speaking. Be is just different. And mm. I I guess I started at an age where I was too young to really think about it because I've never really been afraid of acting on stage. And if you know me, that's kind of weird. Right. Um. Like I got a little bit nervous before before my first Thursday dress rehearsal, but like I never really get nervous about acting. I get very nervous about public speaking, hmm. but it's just so different. So don't just like assume that yeah, you're going to be terrified and not able to do it because it'll probably be better than you think. Amen. Yeah. A big thing that like um, I we're talking about in my classes, it's like pretend play and like bringing that into um, workplace settings. And I think uh, a lot of us, this is a weird tangent I'm going to go on, but a lot of us like lose our sense of like child, childlike qualities or like pretend play that's like in us that like brings us joy in a lot of ways and i think theater is a really good place to like you know go back to simplicity of when you're younger and like still be able to be kind of like goofy and silly mm. as an adult mm. so if you want to be a little goofy silly go <laughs> to your community <laughs> theater I, I <laughs> drew did like, not like that <laughs> no it's it's weird there's some <laughs> this, this is why he's giving me side eyes because <laughs> he said silly i just want to be silly goofy that's why i, I mean like in a sense yeah. of like i i think it, it, just another thing real fast about acting in general is that some like i'll never I, when i act i a lot of times can get in a place where i can like kind of feel the emotion you know what i mean um and that's not everyone's like that and, and i think sometimes people are better when they can't you know i don't know it's weird but you know it's just yeah but for me, me personally how sometimes and it's not every time but you know i feel like i can get into the in, in a weird kind of sick way you know I'm never going to experience like breaking up with my fiance when she's dying of cancer. Okay. Right. But I experienced that in this show I was in and I, it felt kind of, it was just weird. It was kind of like a high, you know what I mean? Like a, like a, a weird, you know what I mean? A weird emotional high that was just kind of like, I get a high like off I've of never felt, my cancer fiance. But you no, know what I mean? It's kind of like a weird, like I felt so like my character was really sad and I got in that space really well and, I was like, this feels like weird and different. I'm never gonna experience this, but I, you know, not 100 percent experience that at all. But like, you know, I'm touching them. I'm never would, I've never would have ever experienced, but I'm kind of experienced that in, in a weird way. And there's some neat about that. It's like reading a book, but you are in the, the character yeah. in the book. If you like to read. Anyways, all right. Anyone else have any final thoughts to close us out or do theater? Do theater. Do sports. It's fun. I think. I think. Do what you. Well, want. I, I will say. I think. I think the takeaway Be from this unafraid. is is community is so important, and just building people that you can be yourself around, whether that's in a sport, um, a club, in a club, and and even if it's just friends that you have, you know, it's it's so important to just have a community that you trust and you love. And I think that's what I have found in theater. And I think Drew, you find that in sports more, and I think that's just so important. You know, and find a community. Really do. Yeah. Wherever you go, find a community. Church, if you're religious. And community markets. Community, nice. Um, and if you see two scary people that need a ride, don't give them okay. a ride. Yeah. You, never know. you never know. Maybe they're nice. Maybe yeah. they need it. They weren't very nice, but. They, they weren't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Journey, final Maybe thoughts they will or anything? Nope. All right. We will, uh, Thanks. See you next time. Yep. Follow us on Spotify, Regis. I guess you don't have to rate us five stars, but yes, yes, you do. Rate us five stars. Uh, YouTube, subscribe. Just, you know, share with your friends, please. We'd love to get, uh, I think, 50, 50 listens. 50, like, 
you know, new listeners, there's a way to track that on Spotify. Um, by, let's say, May, May first would what, be awesome. What, what will you do if you get 50 new listeners? I'll get a tattoo. What will we do on the podcast? No. I'll tattoo our podcast logo. Here, here's what I will bum. say. I'll say this right now. <laughs> if we get a hundred thousand listeners, I will get a tattoo. A hundred percent. I know that sounds crazy. Of what? What? Of what? Listeners. Our logo. Oh, uh, just get- something. I'm just saying, I'll get a tattoo, and we can decide later on if that's something with the podcast size or I decide, but I will get a tattoo. That's a promise. Um, if we get to 1,000 listeners. Okay, what would we do? In May, I'll get a tattoo. If we get, if, to, if you get to 50 new listeners, Brenda, the cat, ooh, has to come here. on the podcast. No, seriously. Let's, one thing, Drew, what will we do on the episode if we get 50 active new listeners by Go pick up homeless May. people. No, seriously, seriously. One thing. Will we do a weird challenge? Yeah, for sure. Leave it, let I us think know. if we had that many people, people would tell us what to okay, do. Okay, let us know something. If, if you if 50, 50 new, like not listeners, but listeners, um, let us know. We'll do something crazy. Yep. May 1st. Okay? Sure. All right. Thanks Stay for, tuned. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you guys. Bye.